What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Batman News Weekly, number 58 in year two. Well, you know, that's the episode count, but this is probably like episode eight or six <laughs> in year two, whatever, you know, math. Um, but hope everybody is having a good time. We want to shout out because uh, I was streaming recently and some of you guys came by. We really appreciate That was it. really cool. Yeah. Having, yeah Red Hood, having, I believe. Yeah, so it was Red name. Hood. Uh, having legitimate conversations, you know, comic book yep. conversation, movie conversations, all good things. Uh, yeah. So if more of you would like to hang out, uh, yeah. Juice usually streams uh, on the weekends. On the weekends. Uh, things have changed since, you know, yeah. we have more work to do at work. Yeah, but, Just hit yeah. that follow button and turn on the notifications. It's the best thing. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram because I usually tweet out or, you know, put on Instagram. Hey, I'm going live. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see some of you guys in there. I've had people from my YouTube channel start showing up, which is really cool too. And uh, it's just fun when you know people just come together, chill, chat. We're always playing Fall Guys and shit like that, so it's fun. Um, but what we're going to knock out first is we had a fandom too. So I didn't watch any of this. Uh, so Clay is going to take all of this and tell you guys what happened. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was lackluster in a sense of there wasn't a whole lot of hype around it to be completely yeah. honest you know they uh in in a certain you know i i always feel awkward saying uh you know they they blew their load a little too early um yeah. but you know as to quote Zack snyder they shot all their bullets mm-hmm. and you know i wasn't super hyped and so i tried to you know watch one or two panels nothing really excited me so honestly, I got a lot of cliff notes from friends, listening to other podcasts and reading a whole lot of articles just because that took less time than sitting through 30 different 15 minute, you know, panels, pre-recorded yeah. panels. So some stuff that I wanted to hit off the bat. Um, it's a show that I haven't watched yet, but I definitely want to get around to it possibly near the end of the year or possibly putting it on my list of 2021 things to watch mm-hmm. is Pennyworth. Pennyworth is oh, getting yeah. a season two and that season two is actually uh, getting a, uh, a little nugget of Lucius Fox being introduced okay, and Martha will be pregnant. Yes. So, uh, they are going to jump into that. I hope that it's not something that they're going to really push into like, oh, Bruce is going to be here. And then, you know, time oh, jump no. Batman, that that baby will become Batman by the end of season three. Oh, God. I so hope he's going to be in a well, cow because he because uh, another thing apparently is that uh, Alfred will be considering and uh, having internal conflict with going to America. Because this mm. all takes place overseas. Yeah. So that's going to be something that's really, really big uh, just because of his journey as uh, Alfred, you know, the butler. So there's yeah. that. There is also one that I did watch. I actually watched the entire thing of Young Justice, mm-hmm. uh, the Young Justice panel. It was season three, episode nine. They reenacted a scene from there. And you don't realize how many people play multiple characters until you watch them do it. Yeah. Tara and Strong. Tara mean? Strong. The guy that voices uh, Arsenal, mm-hmm. he voices like four different people. 
Yeah. Uh, he, of course, he voices all of the clones of that character. You know, spoiler, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he also does the voice of Boomerang. And the Suicide Squad was a part of that episode. So we got to oh, see nice. him do that. And like I said, there's a whole lot of different characters or actors doing different characters. It was really funny. But the big thing from that panel is that they, in fact, do have a season four title called Young Justice Phantoms. They have not set a release date yet, but they said that, you know, they've been doing a lot of at home recording. So they have been able to do a whole lot uh, for the season four. And hopefully they will be able to get back into the studio soon. You know, this is all well wishes. You know, we don't exactly know when anybody will be able to go into studios, things like that. I mean, we waited what? Like a not a decade or maybe it was for season three. Like we waited for season three. It it was it was almost. uh, Let's see here. uh, Eight years. Yeah. To that. It was like the it was around 2012, 2013. And we didn't get this until 2019. Yeah. So now is years. this going to be on DC universe or HBO max? Well, that's another news that came during the day of the fandom day two wasn't mm-hmm. on a panel or anything. Jim Lee tweeted out that there is some exciting news about the DC universe platform. He didn't mm-hmm. say what he's just teasing it. I truly believe that DC universe and the DC Comics app, the one that you use majorly, yeah. I think they're going to combine. They're going to have a partnership, whether it be for a short term or not. They're going to have a partnership just like how Marvel Unlimited does with Comixology. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be able to have a, a service to read an unlimited amount of DC Comics, but you're also going to have the chance to purchase comics, but you'll only have that through Comixology. I don't think you'll be able to purchase like new books in yeah. the DC Universe app. Huh. I just don't think they'll do that yet unless that's like the bigger news that they're trying to attach to it, which yeah. I would be completely fine with. But at that point, I would want to be able to transfer Comixology books to the DC Universe app if they do. Well, that. my my DC books automatically get put in my Comixology and vice versa. Yes, but so. that's with the partnership that they have. If they sever yeah. ties with Comixology, I'm not sure if that will be able to. Yeah, work, that's true. You know? um, I still have always said that the DC Universe app should be animation and comics is yeah. what should be happening on yeah. there. So you still keep some entertainment well, I, on there. I will say, if you, if you remember, uh, season three was, uh, was a little bit adult-themed. Oh, for yeah. For Young Justice. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but there was an end credits where you could hear Black Lightning and another character, I forgot her name already, they were they were having sex. They were straight up <laughs> having sex, and you could hear it. And, you know, I, I think that season one, season two, like, those are kid shows. Those are definitely, yeah. uh, they, they talk about serious topics, but, you know, kid shows have always talked about serious topics. But I do think the Young Justice like show all together will end up being on DC universe. I, I really do think so. Yeah. And I think that's where it should be, honestly. Um, but young justice is fantastic. It has one of the best lines, which I know I'll butcher it, but it's when Batman uh, basically plays Lex Luthor. And, and he says, he was like something about, you can't prove it. 
or something like that. He says something along the lines of like not being able to prove something, um, but they won't be able to deny it or some shit like that. It's like this great quote. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. Because Lex uses it and Batman uses it in the same episode. And you're just like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so but that's really cool. The the last you know thing that I saw was, you know, there's some other comic related stuff that we'll get to once we talk about comics. Yeah. Uh, but the last bit that I kind of wanted to talk to you about just because, you know, this show is definitely something that we love when it goes on. But the finales suck. Yeah. Uh, Titans. Titans. The you know, the big thing is that Red Hood is coming mm-hmm. with Jason. But it seems that he is not going to die. He is only going to have uh, a some sort of falling out with the Titans. And that is going to cause him to be Red Hood. Lame. So a lot of people are really upset that he's not going to get the crowbar and he's not going to get the pits. But they're like, okay, if if. If that is off the table, then uh-huh. why is there rumors of Donna Troy coming back into the show? Now, yeah. of course, this show plays heavily into flashbacks, so we can quite possibly see her there. But mm-hmm. there is a big rumor, you know, thinking that, well, if they're not going to use the pit for uh, for Jason to become Red Hood, they're mm-hmm. probably going to bring the pit to bring back Donna Troy. Yeah. Which in that case, I would be really pissed off because they could have used it for an opportunity to kill and resurrect Jason. Well, I the smart thing would be is to have Donna Troy return, have Jason die and be like, how did you come back to life? And she'll be like, I'll show you. And then they bring back Red Hood. See, that would make sense. But well, that show doesn't make sense. So (laughs) it's true. It's true. Um, Because I did send you the link of what originally was supposed to happen on the first finale with a Robin and Batman team up with the two Robins and Batman. I think that would have been awesome. But of course that show for some stupid reason just hates its fans. And at the same time, (laughs) they, that final, that finale too, they all had their original costumes. Yeah. And we still haven't got those. Nope. So not not, yeah. not fully. Now we have no. had on some, but not fully on others. The one thing I don't like about Donna Troy coming back is that means that Raven's coming back too. And <laughs> I do not like that actress. Um Raven is one of the worst parts of that show, in my opinion. Um I just I I don't know if it's just her acting or if they give her shit dialogue. Yeah. Um, because it's her parts are pretty bad. Um, but uh, just one other thing, uh, you know, the the there was some announcements for uh, animated movies on mm-hmm. the panel of the uh, Man of Tomorrow, which is a Superman movie. But they announced the lineup for the 2021 films. And I think the later of this year as well, uh, mm-hmm. the of course, the death of the family is going to come out this fall, uh, which will be the under the red hood story but it's going to be a choose your own adventure type story where you get to choose what happens in the movie and it'll completely change the ending which i think is really really cool but the lineup of course we've already seen that uh 
the soul of the dragon which is the 70s based movie which is going to be really weird but it's a bruce tim movie so i think it'll be really good production then we have a long halloween adaptation of part one and part two Mm -hmm. and then we're also getting a justice society world war ii movie oh yeah so especially since nowadays whenever people think of the justice society a lot of people have been adding wonder woman in there so we might get wonder woman with a justice society but we don't know as far as casting or anything else but we just know that the title is justice society world war ii yeah that'd be kind of cool and we've had the discussion before i don't know if we had this discussion on the podcast but wonder woman should be the first dc hero yes um and i think it just makes sense because then you can put her in anything uh, because she's ageless or whatever you know yeah so um yeah it's interesting but um yeah i don't know i don't i didn't really see anything else that came out of fandom i know tom king had a panel um i didn't even watch that yeah no um, it, uh, i i don't know if i uh i didn't even send you the intro but it was making it's uh it's rounds on twitter he like his intro to the entire panel is Dindelof, I fucking love you. And they bleeped it out. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm not supposed to say fuck. And he like he he kept on nice. getting bleeped. He's like, "Whoo, OK, well, that was one way to start a panel. How are you today? Yeah. And it was just it was just a really funny thing. Um, yeah. But he did have a conversation with Lindelof about Doomsday uh, uh, without uh, bleh, about Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And of course, they did talk about Doomsday Clock because the Watchmen universe. They talked about Rorschach and all that. Uh, I did not watch it. I just heard some people, you know, spew off some cliff notes of it. Uh, But one that I did read or listen to as well is the uh, the Joker War panel. And we'll get to that once we start talking about comics. Yeah. But there's one thing that actually was a part of DC fandom. The Flash Mm -hmm. News uh, was actually hidden, like just randomly inside of the insider verse of the of the panels. And it didn't make big news until like midway through the day, because I guess Mm -hmm. people were slowly kind of making their way through everything. Yeah. But before we get there, because another Batman related stuff, uh, like legitimately, uh, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, she had a panel about like heroes in Australia because they have multiple actors that are, you know, based from Australia. She said that she wants the role of Harley Quinn as, you know, basically the same as like Wolverine with uh, uh, Hugh Jackman and mm-hmm. Iron Man with Tony Stark. So she Ooh. is ready to play this role for like 20 years to come. So what oh, do you think about yes. that? I love that. I hope Gal Gadot does the same thing because I think they're both perfectly cast for those roles. Oh, yeah, uh, I definitely now, think so. And the one thing is, is I think Margot Robbie, she's if i'm not mistaken she was been nominated for an uh, an oscar already um but yes gal they don't put her on the same caliber she is a gorgeous model everything but not everybody's like she's the most amazing actress ever i think she's good but like i could easily see margot robbie leaving the superhero verse over you know gal gadot but i'm hoping gal stays for a long time as well yeah um, but if, you know, if she's saying that, I love it because I want to see as much Harley as I can. And I want to see as much Wonder Woman as I can. I am scared that Patty Jenkins already says that she's going to leave after three. So I don't know if that means Gal's going to leave after three as well. Um, but I hope that's not the case. I think the best thing you could do 
is have Patty because I think she's only going to be a producer on the animated Amazons Amazon one. one. Yeah. I don't know if they've announced a director yet, but I would have Patty in charge of finding a legitimate director that would be hands-on to work with her on the third to push to a you know another trilogy or however many movies yeah. Gal wants to do. So that way we can keep Gal in yeah. the DCEU. Uh, that I think that would be your best thing to do at that point. Yeah, so there's something I want to talk about with Gal and The Flash, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's part of your information, but I do want to hit on this real quick because it's fandom. They said that Batwoman Season 2 will be, will be driven by two mysteries. Now, I don't know what that is. I don't watch the show. But remember, we got hyped super big time that Batwoman panel was supposed to blow everybody's mind. Where the fuck is this? I did not hear much from anybody. Now, I do have one friend that lives and breathes. Uh, two friends that live and breathe the DCCW shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Their podcast has not come out yet. Uh, I think we're going to be getting it in the later of this week. So I will let you guys know next week if anything from that comes out. But yeah, I didn't hear much from them at all. Uh, yeah. it, it didn't make huge news, if anything. I do know that the <laughs> there was, I think there was one article uh, that said the suit is customized to show that a black woman is underneath the costume. Is it like bigger in the booty area? Or well, no, or I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking at it. the original suit. I'm like, do people not tell that it's a white person underneath the original suit with the mouth? Yeah. Like, well, at I the don't same time, that. like you're, you're gonna know she, she's like thicker. Like that's the big thing. Well, she's, I'm, compared to what's her name? I, I'm wondering, so I'm wondering because they made that statement in particular now, cause I will be you honest. Think she won't have sleeves or something. No, no, no. I, I freaking took the Jim Lee poster, mm-hmm. the the really long poster, and I actually put it as my background. And so I'm looking at the image of her because Jim Lee did, in fact, uh, draw her in there. Yeah. I think it's going to be the mask that you hate on Batgirl. Oh. I think it'll be the domino mask with the ears. So that way you could possibly see her forehead. Mm-hmm. You can see her cheeks. You can see her chin. Oh. Like, that's what I think. Now, it doesn't show that here. You mm-hmm. see a lot of her, you know, from her nose down on yeah. this one. But I I think that that's how they'll make it. Is I think they'll make the Domino-esque mask. So that way you can see her prominently, except for her yeah. eyes. Yeah, I don't like that um but i mean i guess we'll have to wait and see again i don't give a shit about that show anymore so I, I decided for me personally i decided next year the only thing i'm gonna watch is superman and lois just because i'm a superman fan mm-hmm. i have never not watched a superman related show uh supergirl i will try to catch up on that uh but you know before I really started to collect like everything in DC, I was just a 
hey, give me the Superman titles. And I only read the Superman titles. I only watched the Superman stuff. And I kind of want to go back to that as far as TV, just Mm -hmm. because there's so much stuff like I can I can get the you know, my my friends watch the shows and they do a podcast on it. I can listen to whatever happens every single week with that and then watch the crossover whenever the crossover happens. And then I'm done. I'm good. I think that will be the best way for me to enjoy whatever I'm watching. Yeah, it's just too much. I, I I think I'm two seasons behind on everything now, so there ain't no catching up. I'm not I'm not going <laughs> back. Um somebody on YouTube needs to make an abridged series and like make oh. them like ten minutes. Like bam. Like just do it real quick. Um I don't oh, know how I immediately you wouldn't... I immediately thought of like Dragon Ball Z abridged. Exactly. <laughs> do that. Exactly do that. Um but yeah, so Oh my god, that would so, be yeah, awesome. I think that's all all the fandom news, but let's talk about the flash stuff though. So let's go yeah, and talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the big thing, uh, was everybody keeps saying his wife, but I believe, uh, the woman in the, in the panel was actually his sister. I think she is the producer on the, on the movie, um, mm-hmm. Muschietti's sister. Cause that's how you pronounce it. Muschietti. Yeah. Uh, his sister stated that, uh, this movie uh what's what's the actual quote it it erases everything but resets. forget it resets everything but forgets nothing doesn't yeah or, something like that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't it, it it forgets nothing and i think you know we have there's a lot of rumors with that mm-hmm. more people see it as oh this is just acknowledging the multiverse mm-hmm. so for i think that most people also you know there's a huge divide i think a lot of people will think okay this is getting rid of the snyderverse in the main dceu but it's not getting rid of it as far as hbo max and then others think of it as okay this is resetting the dceu but it's not forgetting michael keaton christopher reeve freaking brandon routh um christian bale like i think that's what most people are thinking of it as but they also hinted that there's going to be more characters than just batman characters yeah which is insane this i think this and i don't want to hype it too much for myself because we literally don't have anything other than freaking concept art at this point. Mm -hmm. But I think this could easily be on the scale of infinity war already. That would be insane. I am definitely not going to hype it to that extent. Uh, I do think that this would be a great opportunity to get Michelle Pfeiffer back as Catwoman. I think if she, because I don't know, I don't know when Ant Man three is supposed to be filming slash like released. Yeah, but I think if Michelle Pfeiffer suits up in Ant Man three, she would be more than willing to suit up in the Flash. Yeah, so that'd be she doesn't even need to suit up, even if he just acknowledges her and she's there. Like I think that's true. Fine. That's true too. Um, because I don't know if she was gonna want to get back into something like that. <laughs> like it's just insane. Um, but I would love to just have her back. 
um because that would be awesome but yeah i'm i'm very interested in but with that with the idea of the flash because this quote i i forgot who said it but it might have been um the sister andy's sister or it might have been uh patty jenkins i don't remember who said this but somebody says that they want to see the flash and wonder woman in a movie together and they were like i would love that dynamic because i feel like they have good chemistry and so, like, it could be a very cool thing of, like, this quirky, weird Barry with this, like, you know, very sophisticated. It's really Wonder funny Woman. because uh, Wonder Woman herself, Gal, said that she wants to be in a movie with Harley Quinn, with Margot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I think they should capitalize on a Justice League versus Suicide Squad. That should oh, yeah. be a movie. That, that should definitely be something that they work towards. Yeah. Genuinely. So here's my thing. Because we're talking about the Flash, and there's going to be a 50 billion Batman in it, and all that jazz. It's, it's basically Batman Flashpoint. Uh, is what I it's gonna cannot be. wait for the day that they say Christian Bale is going to have a cameo. People will lose that would, their would shit. Be insane. Um, but he would do the voice though, and I don't. I don't want to hear that voice again. <laughs> I'm not uh, in a hockey mask. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. We're, we've had enough of that. Um, but my thing is, is look, we got Reeves's movie for the next three years or the next 10 years, probably with the way movies work. Um, so I doubt we would have two different Batman trilogies going at the same time. That would be insane. If we are not going to bring Pattinson in from that DC black label or whatever, black banner, whatever the hell they're calling that. Oh, real quick, real quick. Did you like they immediately took down the article, but you did you see that bullshit article about how WB is apparently throwing money at Walking Phoenix for a sequel for the Joker? No, I didn't see that for like for like half a day. They were a variety. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was like at Mark, you know, my co-host for comic book Legion. He's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to make it work, but I I want it. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And he like called me a party pooper or whatever. To be I'm with like, Pattinson? Yes. No. They said, they, said no. A se- they said a sequel. They said a yeah. sequel to Joker working towards a, a team up with Pattinson. And no. it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, but it just doesn't work. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there because yeah. it was something that did happen over the weekend. I honestly don't think a Joker sequel works, period. No, it doesn't. Yeah, like you don't for, need for, it. For that movie, the way they filmed it, the way they like the way they ended it. And I know mm-hmm. it's one of those like, oh, you can interpret it the way you want to interpret it. Yeah. But it's because of that ending a sequel doesn't work. The only thing you could do is you have to have the origin of the Batman now, that little kid becoming Batman, and you end that movie with him finally confronting the Joker. And it would be like an old Joaquin Phoenix. That's the only thing I can see. And it it would be like a scene. It wouldn't be the whole movie. So, but we're getting that in fucking Reeves' Batman, so we don't need that. Yeah. So I just don't I don't see it happening. Um and it looks like fucking Reeves is gonna be hyper violent too. Shit. Yeah. So it's like you can't really there's no point in what's his name doing one now. Um, uh, in my opinion. 
But no, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix fits into that movie. I don't think he should do another movie. Um, but at the same time, I will say I never thought they should have made that Joker movie in the first place. So, you know, that's, you know, the truth there. But anyways, <laughs> um, but going back to the whole like Flashpoint thing and having all these Batman, if we're going to have Reeves's Batman for the next, you know, let's just say he's going to do a trilogy. I don't I have this weird feeling that he'd be down to make a fourth movie for some reason. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling that he'd be down to do another one after three um or a justice league maybe i don't know uh, although i still think that's going to be abrams i think abrams will be the one to do that but if we're not going to get another trilogy because i am still going to be very pissed if if affleck is not returning if he's done after this flash movie and he's like look i fulfilled my contract i'm not coming back i'm not doing any more uh stuff outside of snyder cut whatever there needs to be a Batman. And if he's only going to do the Nick Fury role, and I don't mean fucking what's-his-face either, Michael Keaton. I don't want him to be Batman. And I know there's been rumors that he's going to be the Nick Fury type. We don't need that. I mean, if he wants to be a mentor or something, fine. You got to tell me how the hell he's able to jump between worlds or do whatever the fuck he's going to do without disappearing because that's comic books. he needs to be is a mentor to Terry McGinnis. Yeah, he should literally just be a Batman Beyond movie. But anyways... If we are not going to get another Batman trilogy, which I don't think we'll need a, a, you know, on the side of whatever, we need to have Batman be a Nick Fury type, but with another Batman. And he needs to just show up in Suicide Squad. He needs to show up in a Flash movie. He needs to show up in uh, Birds of Prey. And he just needs to be that character. You don't have him in full-blown movies because we're going to get those with Reeves's. You just have him pop in as cameos, like the way they're trying to do with Superman. Well, and, you know, before it was, I mean, it, it wasn't like super botched or whatever, but, you know, I mean, technically, yes, it was. A- Air's cut was super botched. But having that scene at the very end with with Bruce talking to Waller yeah. saying, hey, you need to get a handle on these guys or my team will mm-hmm. like that's badass. That is something that a Nick Fury S character would do. Yeah, And I I can totally see it. Now, I don't know how far you want to get into these conversations with the whole uh, Snyder Cut or whatever, but it it has been widely known that Ben Affleck did not have a great time with these reshoots of yeah. Justice League. And to the point where multiple people have said that he wanted to walk away from the film. Mm-hmm. And he he attempted to get other people to walk away as well. I you know we as a fandom of Zack Snyder's Justice League of Ben Affleck we think that he he looked at this script and said hey this is a nice way to get my feet wet again to see if this is something that I can do again. Mm-hmm. So I think if this Flash movie does good with critics, with the fans, worldwide, whatever, I genuinely think that Ben Affleck will stay. So, and I have no problem with that because it keeps continuity, which is what I want. Yeah. But here's the thing. And I saw this on CBR. I know a lot of people don't like CBR, but they released a fan art of him and Ana de Armos as Catwoman. If he can get her to be Catwoman... 
And she does the Birds of Prey and does it with the Harley Quinn and everything because it looks like What's-Her-Name's not going to be able to be in those movies. Then I think you bring in Anna or I think Issa personally. But I think you bring them in and then look, they already have chemistry. They're fucking dating. I want Anna to be Zatanna. And then I want freaking Issa to be Catwoman. That would be mine. But yeah, I totally well, yeah, see. I just I just think that like he's like, all right, look, I'm coming back, but you have to give my girlfriend a job. Oh, yeah. Is what he could pull. Oh, yeah. I, so, I definitely think that could happen. Yeah. So um, as much as I want East, I mean, she how if you're going to do Gotham City Sirens, how are you going to do it? If you're not going to pull Zoe, what are you going to do? You have to make another Catwoman. So yeah. you already had two girls come in to audition for it. Pick one of them. Give it to a Latina. Because we fucking need that. For sure. But anyways, oh, I forgot who else. Oh, I forgot what's the name. Was, and then whoever doesn't get Catwoman, make her Jessica Cruz. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, <laughs> so we just got to get all of them up in here. But anyways, so yeah, there's that. Uh, we'll just touch on it real quick. The Ray Fisher news has been popping off lately. Uh, we've been talking about it. I've said, why the fuck hasn't Momoa said anything for a long time? He's finally said something. And then he fucking threw a chair basically yeah so uh we're not going to talk about it for a long time because we know this is going to be drawn out forever this is yeah, going to go no, on this, for a long time what ha- what it has turned into and ray has even said it himself is this has definitely become a mudslinging uh campaign yeah and this will be something that will probably get bits and pieces back and forth blah 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 for the next three years, to be yeah. honest, is is what I'm thinking. A lot of people are hoping that it is, you know, done before Zack Snyder's Justice League is out. I don't think that will be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are wanting that to to happen. So that way, whenever there are interviews with Zack, this doesn't get thrown into there, you know, and it doesn't yeah. create drama and whatnot. But unfortunately... It has, you know, there's, there's, you know, the whole point is the fact that the reshoots is what was the main source of the misconduct, the threats, the illegal actions, like all of that stuff that is being alleged, alleged. Yes. That which is being uh, allegedly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 Well, just that, you know, allegedly that stuff went about. So. All we know now is that there was an article that on the day that Ray Fisher uh, announced this whole thing or kind of just started this whole thing with, you know, naming John Berg and Jeff Johns. uh, I think it was Deadline uh, posted an article about a Frosty the Snowman animated movie that was being voiced by Jason Momoa. He then proceeded like just this past week. So it's been gosh july august it's been two months Mm -hmm. and he finally said something about it and said that that movie is fake that isn't a real movie and it was just uh, a puff piece to kind of smokescreen the allegations that ray was putting out there yeah so we now know that jason momoa is going to be one of those people that is going to be a voice for ray fisher yeah so I do want to point this out because I I have no dog in this fight. I don't give a fuck. If if I could have it my way, Ray would be right and Johns wouldn't be such a dickhead in this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've said on this podcast, it's not illegal to be an asshole. So mm-hmm. if Johns is an asshole and that's all Ray has on him, then you know, he's an asshole. It's whatever. You, I, I know plenty of assholes. Um, but I'm not like I don't I don't have really a dog in this fight. I don't care. But I am trying to look at this objectively because I do see because I do go on Twitter every once in a while. There are either people that love Jeff Johns and they're like, screw Ray Fisher, or it's like super Ray Fisher, fuck Jeff Johns. Like, that's just kind of everybody picks their sides in these things. It's Marvel versus DC. Um, and the one thing I have seen from Ray, he he did the whole thing with the timestamps because he used the Ben Affleck going back to the Flashpoint as one of his examples, mm-hmm. saying that, like, hey, guys, look, two hours after I posted this, they dropped this news. Basically stating that the Ben Affleck announcement was supposed to be for fandom and they decided to do it early to once again smokescreen whatever Ray was spouting yeah. out. So I pointed this out to Clay that if you are going to go that hard and post timestamps, we went back and looked at when he posted his original accusation and when Deadline posted that Frosty article. They actually posted it about 30 minutes before the accusation that Ray Fisher dropped. So just to be transparent or just to be fair, it it could be coincidental. I mean, Mm -hmm. what he could be saying could be 100% true. It could be... My thing is just on the outside looking in, nobody controls Ray Fisher's Twitter. And if he was going to drop that bomb, did he tell a bunch of people beforehand, hey, I'm going to drop this bomb to where Deadline was able to, you know, set this up? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, was it just a coincidence that like, hey, Deadline, because Deadline is a reliable source, but they're not 100%. They're not a variety or a a Hollywood, a THR in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they have scoops every once in a while that hit and you're just like, okay, cool. Um, and they could have easily heard something, ran it, and they're just like, all right, whatever. Um, I do, I will admit it does seem very coincidental, but they did drop their article first. So going with this whole argument of like, hey, they're just doing it right after I make announcements, I can poke holes in it because of that. So yeah. that's just how I view it. Again, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just trying to be objective because I know a lot of people like to fucking throw shit at each other and they don't like to look at the facts. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, and we've said it here. We hope the best outcome comes out, you know? Like, yeah. we hope it's not as bad as Fisher's saying, but, you know, and at the same Again, time, Fisher is saying that, yes, there was a lot of misconduct during Justice League uh, with the shooting, but that doesn't always just entail the six stars of the movie. It can entail yeah. the cast and crew and, you know, all sorts of people. And yeah. so that's also who Ray is also fighting for in this fight. So I'll, I know a lot of people are just thinking, oh, Ray's just being a crybaby. And legitimately, there might be some random uh, uh, assistant that was mistreated and he's like okay well this person is literally going to be buried in legal fees and can't afford anything and and won't be able to win in this fight so i'm going to be that voice so who who knows who he's actually you know talking about when he says oh i have other people who are wanting to speak out but currently can't so we'll wait and see yeah, for but, sure. We're just bringing you the updated information. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we got there. Uh, last bit of entertainment news that we have is very short. Rumors are the Batman is going to start up in the next week or so. Uh, yes. Production again. Uh, does that mean it is Robert Pattinson? We don't know. I mean, at it's been about a week or two now since that article came out. It's been about a week. Uh, so, but I think, if anything, I think... 
it would be smart for Matt Reeves and the crew, uh, cast and crew, to be able to request, hey, there's a lot of scenes that don't deal with Batman, with mm-hmm. Pattinson. Let's go ahead and do those if we can. Because Especially then, if it's the stunt double stuff. Yeah, for right. sure. Then you're you just like, all that. boom, 75% of the film's done. Then yeah. all we have to do is film patents and stuff. You know, I think yeah. that would be pretty legitimate. Yeah. And now, it, I mean, like I said, they're basically building all the sets now. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's the only other entertainment news we have. Now we're going on to the best news of 2020, ladies and gentlemen. We got the freaking Batcat release date. Finally. Oh, oh I was God. I was like, what are you about to say right now? Yeah, what no. blasphemy are you no, about no, no, to no, just no. whip out? This is genuine news. Yeah, so uh, this happened on Thursday, of course. We always record these podcasts on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's usually, you know, new comic book day for the majority of the world. DC's comes out on Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I legitimately said, if I'm not mistaken, in the last podcast, I'm like, dude, I need Batcat news. I need them to just tell me when it's coming out. I don't care if it's 2021. I just need a release date. And they did it the next fucking day. Oh, which yeah. Yeah. was amazing. And they dropped some gorgeous art with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, now, they dropped the uh, covers. I, I can't remember. I, I even freaking showed you the name of the new artist that's going to be on the third cover. Oh, and Travis something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even yeah. freaking remember who it was now. Yeah. But anyways, it looks all three covers look great. Um, but Jim Lee's is just amazing. What they should have done is since this. So oh, uh, let me see if I can pull up the article. Actually. Travis Cherist is his yeah, name. See, he's going to be he's going to be the third variant artist. And it looks pretty legit. It's very silhouette for Batman. So I, mm-hmm. I dig that. I, I love the silhouettes. Uh, but I, I told you this the day that it was announced so many people so many people made the comments of oh i can finally read batman again oh finally the real batman returns and like all these different like just throwing shade at the current batman run and you know you've you've said it multiple times you've said it Mm -hmm. multiple times since tom king's run has ended that people were rue the day that they slandered King because they're going to be hoping for him to come back. And my God, were you right? Jesus Christ. So I'm obviously everybody knows on here. I say it every time I fucking slob on Tom King's knob because he is (laughs) one of my favorite writers right now because he's different. He doesn't give me the same bullshit. He doesn't give me a Joker story every fucking arc. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so tired of that. And I appreciate that he tried to do something different. I mean, it's just so much that Clay showed me a Power Ranger podcast where that writer praised Tom King, which like I so like I genuinely love Tom King's writing and he always gets amazing artists to be on his stuff. So, you know, you're minus 88 and 89 or what was it? 89 and 90. His run was pretty much flawless with art, almost. I mean, um, he it was. I think it was like three issues, three or four issues with yeah, John Romita. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, it, it was rough, and it sucked because there was like some good action in there too, and you're just like shit. Oh uh, man! But anyway, imagine if Mikel Janin did that whole thing where Batman got shot in the chest instead of John Romita. Yeah. 
Oh, it would have been so good. It's the whiskers, man. But anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> the so we got we got like they uh released a lot of stuff. Now, if you follow Clayman, you've seen all of this art already. Like every I follow Clayman on Twitter and I follow him on Instagram. And he'll always post little things of like Batcat in production or whatever. And of course, Tom King retweets it or whatever. And so when they showed like a preview, it's stuff I had already all saw. Besides the new covers, which look again, it's Jim Lee and Clayman doing their thing. It's it's amazing. But the interesting thing about this story is we found out it's actually going to be 13 issues. It is going to be the 12 issues for the main series, but midway through after issue six, I believe they are going to have a break or they're going to have a break it, in June. But on that month, it's going to be like a special, like a, yeah. like a bat cat special that yeah. is basically an annual for that series. And it's going to be included in the overall like hardcover edition or whatever. Yeah. When they finally do make a collected edition of the book. Now, I think that's absolutely fucking amazing considering they're releasing this in December. We are getting an entire year of Tom King. Yeah, of good Batman. (laughs) Because we don't know what is happening after Tinian leaves. We have stuff to talk about with Tinian from fandom that he said that we're not very happy with. I know I'm not. We'll talk about that in a little bit. When we talk about issue 99, which, whoo, um, but I want to savor this good Batman news first. So the interesting thing that we learned about Batcat is that it's actually going to span three different eras, which I think is pretty cool. We're going to get, you know, their early years. We're going to get present day and we're going to get post, basically post Bruce death. So if you read annual number two from Tom King, you saw their like their first kiss to their last kiss which was really amazing. Like people always praise that annual. I am still making it a goal of mine to buy the black and white version from France that they gave out for Bat- <laughs> Batman day. It's like $150. One day I will buy that thing, but it's just, just gorgeous art. And anyways, uh, they say it. I don't like the, the description for the whole thing was pretty, pretty big. So I'm not going to read all of it. But um, they did talk about how it is going to, you know, it's going to talk about their first love. Uh, Did they meet in the street? Did they meet in the boat? Blah, blah, blah. Go through all that. Uh, There's going to be in the distant future where a long and happy marriage, Bruce Wayne has passed away. Selena decides to settle on old score without having to worry about Batman objecting. Catwoman is serving a cold dish of revenge. Now, I would assume that is going to be dealing with his old flame, Andrea Beaumont. So I don't know if something big's gonna happen with Phantasm and Selena's not gonna be happy with it. And now that Bruce is dead, she's finally gonna get her revenge. Yeah. That might be something that happens. But I am just fucking ready for this book. And we were talking about it in December, because December for DC is starting to look up. I know Clay's happy because Bendis is getting off Superman. So oh, like man. Tom King's coming back to Batman. So we're getting excited for DC it, Comics again. Oh, oh my gosh. I yeah. D- December cannot get here fast enough. Like yeah. legit. But we will have three Tom King books in December, which is gonna be Batcat, which should be like issue seven, eight of uh you know uh 
Stranger Adventures? Maybe not. Strange. Nine. No, no. We are getting issue six this month. Or uh, did we already get it? So, so it'd be about nine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I always get lost with those numbers. Yeah, I um, think it's going to be issue nine of Strange Adventures. It's going to be issue three of Rorschach, and yeah. it's going to be issue one of Batcat. Yeah, and if uh, if it's anything like what we're seeing already with Rorschach, there'll probably be a fourth cover from Mitch Gerard's from a comic shop. Oh yeah, I I, I loved how the cover that Mitch did. He hid his his signature on one of the balloons. Mm-hmm. I circled it whenever I sent it to you. It nice. was it's just it's so cool. It looks so good. Yeah. And, you know, Mitch is an acquired taste for interiors for me, mm-hmm. uh, but he does gorgeous covers. He yeah. he legitimately does, and so I I loved his Rorschach when it was announced this week. It was awesome, awesome. Yeah, so it's gonna be. I'm I'm getting really excited about that. Um, you know, it's the really the only things I'm gonna be picking up from a comic shop going forward is Tom King books. It looks like so, it's uh pretty crazy. Um, and then on top of that, we got a little bit of this new event that's gonna be called Endless Winter. Uh, yes. from this, that's also gonna be happening in December. Um, I can't I, remember who the writer was, but I do know he was a part of a team who wrote Annihilation for Marvel. Okay. So Annihilation is a pretty big event. Uh, if you, if any Marvel nerds out there, uh, you know it more than me because I have not read it yet. I am on the road to read Marvel events. Uh, right now I'm doing Civil War. But okay. uh, Annihilation is a pretty big uh, Marvel event. And he co-wrote that story. Now, a lot of people have already questioned, well, why did they choose him? Was it because of Annihilation? And I was like, oh, well, he is co-writing this one as well. So maybe he works best with the co-writer. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, because the covers have interested me enough. Yeah. Because not only does this Endless Winter have its own series, but it has tie-ins with other characters, uh, such yeah. as Flash, Superman, Wonder Woman. So the Justice League are going to have their own one-shots included into this series. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it looks pretty awesome. I, I love the cover art on a lot of those. Yeah. I like that it's going to be, I believe, a Wonder Woman villain. or uh-huh. I think it's a new villain, but it comes from Norse mythology, so... You know, she's all about that. So I like that we're finally not bringing from Batman or Superman's. Like, let's get more Wonder Woman in here. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of cool. But yeah, some of the covers look amazing. Um, so yeah, I think DC, you know, December is starting to look really up. I'm hoping for the best when it comes to John Ridley's Batman. But we've talked about it multiple times today that like, it's just still not. what's the point you know right now you know we talked about it a little bit today uh at work right now there is legitimately zero reasoning for his series to even take place because as of right now tinian is not setting any seeds is not leaving any breadcrumbs for ridley to work on and that makes me question how long is tinian writing batman because we see yeah. that Tinian is writing Batman until December. Yeah. Is writing it at uh what was it 104 at that point? Mm-hmm. 
And if that's the case, is 105 going to be his last issue? Like, And 104 still has Clown Hunter, Harley Quinn, and Batman. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. I'm just like, bro. Um, now, I don't, know, I don't if know if we talked about this. Mm-hmm. But the new that new character, uh, oh, the ghost, ghost hunter, yeah, is ghost maker. Ghost Ooh. maker, ghost maker is set to be Batman's oldest rival. Yeah, Clay was super pissed about this when he told me. He was like, "I call bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Look to you, this like... is so stupid." And the reason why is. Whenever people make those bold statements, it immediately reminds me of how confident Bendis was that his Superman is the greatest thing good since God created Earth. Like mm-hmm. Bendis always hypes himself up to be better than anybody has ever written comics. And it's yeah. horrible because the sales don't reflect it. And his fans, well, his fans will always slob on his knob. But yeah. critics, like they do not like his stuff at all. Yeah. And, you know, it was just last month when it was rumored that Bendis was going to be leaving the Superman books. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, that's not going to happen until a very long time. Well, yeah. he fucking should have bit his tongue because December, he is no longer going to be on those books. Well, his his last books are going to be in December And that comes with the news that I have been hearing, rumors, and there was an article about this in Bleeding Cool, uh, which surprisingly has been a little bit more serious with some of their articles, not written like a child wrote them, uh, stating that writer or DC has no longer, is no longer putting out exclusive contracts for their writers. Now, I know that you had opinions on this, uh, mm. saying that this might be actually a bad thing, considering that the only one who might profit off of this is Marvel, maybe yeah. some other indie stuff as well. And I think that that, could po- that very much could possibly happen, but it also gives the opportunity for writers that we would like to see on other titles finally get on those other titles. And it brings in new blood to come in and play with other characters as well. Uh, We very much see that Jeff Johns quite possibly is going to be a uh, almost what Tom King is right now, a a trade-esque writer in the sense of he's going to be writing things that are going to be coming out. Like like right now, you you said that him and Fabic are working on volume three. three of Earth One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tom King isn't working on any main continuity, quote unquote, books. I don't think he will again, to be honest. I mean, he he his sweet spot is those 12 issue maxi series. And mm-hmm. that's completely fine because it works for him. Yeah. And people know what to expect with those. Uh, you know, whenever it came to his Batman run, so many people got frustrated because in a sense, and not a lot of people agree with this, nobody knew what they were expecting from one issue to the next. And that's completely fine because he works best on these 12 issue maxis. I think he should stick with them. I think that's great. Of course, Scott Snyder is jumping onto his indie bandwagon. And like I said, it 
people like Bendis are no longer have control over saying, hey, I want to be on Superman until I die. Like, yeah, Jesus. But I, I think that it can somewhat be a good thing legitimately. But I can see there being a point of like seeing a Tom King maybe writing an issue or two in Marvel or yeah. having Mitch do covers for Marvel, you know, just mm-hmm. random stuff like that. Yeah, I can see it happening. My thing is, is Scott Snyder is proof that if you do not lock down people, their mind goes elsewhere. And we've had Tom King. Tom King was asked on that on his latest Word Balloon podcast that he was on. You know, they asked him, like, are you working on anything else like creator owned? And he was like, no, he was like, DC pays me really well. I only want to make books for DC right now. So I think that's the one good thing about exclusive contracts is you can have those people focus on only DC books. Now I'm not going to knock Scott Snyder for going out and doing his own thing because I mean, we're both, you know, people that want to write our own comic books and the dream would be for your comic book to get popular enough to where you make a series or a movie. And you know, Scott Snyder is able to do that. So I'm not going to knock him for that. I'll knock his writing. But I'm not going to knock him for the idea of going to the indies and being able to be way more profitable than he is at DC. That's yeah. just smart business. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a fan, I am able to criticize that move because I feel like he is not giving it his all in DC. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Apparently, there are a lot of people that love metal. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um I don't even know how the hell we got on this conversation, but <laughs> it is what it is. Batcat looks like it's going to be amazing. Tom King December. That is my Christmas gift. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but which you book do you want to go to first? Because let's depending talk about on Catwoman. The, okay. Cause oh, I was going to say, depending on the news, I can talk about a little bit about the fandom Joker war stuff, but we'll, t- we'll end with Batman 99. Okay. Um, because I think we have strong feelings about that. Um, but Catwoman this actually branches off from the last time we talked about Batman, where the book ended with her and Penguin, her telling Penguin and Riddler, you, I can make you guys billionaires. And all that really happens, of course, obviously, she doesn't make them billionaires, um, because that's not what Catwoman <laughs> would do. Um, but from what happens in this book is that, I don't know, it, it's not a lot. It was kind of lackluster, is what I... Is what, when I read this, I was like, really? That's what we're going to get from freaking Catwoman? So they go to what looks to be like a normal building, like a normal building in New York. And this is apparently where they hold all of the villains' money. So we, we found out the underbroker or whatever. This is where they hold all those accounts. And like she's, she needs all this stuff to do it. Uh, of course, she has Riddler on the computers to do his Riddler thing. Um, we have basically Penguin as muscle and Catwoman is breaking into this like super max bank security thing. And she gets to where she needs to get to. Uh, Penguin's on the top of the roof and he has his goons. He's like, "Eh, I want you to kill some clowns, kill some clowns. And they start like making a distraction outside, blowing up some cars and stuff, killing some clowns. And he's like, yeah, I love this. And what ends up happening is of course, Selena gets in uh, where she needs to get into and she screws over Penguin and Riddler. That's basically what happens here. They're like, oh, we knew you were going to double cross us and blah, blah. 
uh, you know, Riddler's like, oh, you got to still get out of there by yourself. And she was like, who do you think stole these plans in the first place? Like, I know this place. And um, there's like this really cool art, but it's also kind of weird of like her doing the tango with a tiger. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be like very symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cool. Now, um, is this supposed to be a dream? Or because there is a moment like in the it, beginning it, and near the middle where it kind of plays out like it might have been a memory and then it plays out as a dream later. I think it's one of those things where it's like a daydream where you imagine yourself like you're pep talking yourself and you kind of imagine how that pep talk is going. I okay. think that's how yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyways, Selena escapes out of this thing. Riddler's pissed. Uh, Penguin actually shoots her again. <laughs> She's Selena's been getting capped a lot lately. Well, yeah, I saw I saw this uh this part where she does get shot and she just makes this like uh kind of yeah. reaction. I'm like, dude, you just got shot. Like, what what are you doing? Like, whatever. yeah. But then later you do see that it's like an actual like really big wound. She's trying to hold it and whatnot. So yeah, and then uh you know she Cobblepot's like you're going to give me that money. And she's like, you can't kill me. Cause then you won't get the money. And they're kind of just playing this cat and mouse thing. And this car comes out of nowhere and runs over a penguin, like just runs him over. And it's a guy from the previous Catwoman issues. Now at this moment, I instantly kind of got a little mad, kind of got a little jealous here because I was like, I fucking swear to God, if this guy is coming in to be a new love interest for Selena, it's going to be her white knight. I am going to be pissed because she's supposed, this is Joker war. Like she's literally just married Batman as them two together. And so she's bleeding. And this guy takes her to her, to his apartment or his safe house or whatever. And he patches her up. And now what I liked here was he goes to get a drink. And Selena just leaves and she leaves a thanks XOXO. And then he's just like, sigh, the Catwoman strikes again. So I have a feeling that he is going to be a character that we're going to see going forward. And he's going to try to be the love interest of Selena somehow, because that's what they always do with the females in these comics, which is just so unfortunate. Um, And like, yeah. And then what we see is Luke Fox, ladies and gentlemen, shows up in this book. No god. And yeah, Luke Fox shows up and he's very looks very businessy cuz he's arriving on a plane um and he's being chauffeured by Catwoman. And Luke's like, it's kind of weird because she's like, "Hey, I'm a friend of your father's." And he's like, "I know who you are, Miss Kyle." And I would have thought somebody who is about to be Batman knows a little bit more of, like who knows who Selina is right away, you know. But he says he knows of her. I just thought that could have been a little bit better. Um, and she tells him, she's like, look, I got all of Bruce Wayne's money back for Wayne Enterprises. Uh, it's all of that before it got stolen. So basically she's saying in this, the way they word it, it's the exact amount of money before Joker started spending it. So Wayne's going to get all of his money back. Hmm. Um, so he's still going to be a badrillionaire. And then she says she stole extra money and she wants Lucius to spread it through all of the narrows and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, Luke was like, well, where'd this money come from? She's like, it doesn't really matter. The people that had it don't deserve it. They stole it anyways. And then she she disappears as Catwoman, uh, which she just left Luke on the highway. So it's like, well, learn to drive. Um, And then and then the last two You're not stories. Batman yet. You don't get a chauffeur. Yeah. 
And then the last two stories are just kind of like whatever Catwoman stories. But did you notice that she has her her new old outfit or her old new outfit or whatever? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What she had. Like? She has the one that Joelle Jones uh created in those in those last issues. Does she not have it in this other one? No, she has the old school, the zip up one. And no, it, she's wearing the same outfit. She the armpits are gone. It's the same exact outfit. Are you serious? She has the circle. She has a circle in the in the middle. Oh, yeah, there's the one there's outfit. one panel that like looks like the armpits are still there. That's weird. Okay. No. Yeah, okay. No, so it's so it's whatever. So, anyways, there's two random stories about Selena. This is the thing I didn't like about this book. There's no Batman at all. And it looks like the Joker War is already over for Selena here. And she's going back to Alleytown, which I will say Alleytown is kind of cool because it references Ed Brubaker's run, which I thought was really amazing. Um, so I think that's cool. And then there's a story about a cat. You know, you bring up a good point. Like last issue, we saw Batman say, hey, I need my family. Yeah. And he's not going to include his wife. Yeah. And the thing here, too, is in that last panel about the cats, we have this, like, because you always got to draw Selena in her underwear. Like, that's just what you have to do. Uh, she's in this panel, and she has a Batman doll on in her bed. Why is she not in Bruce's bed? Like, that's my thing. What is happening here? Is this taking place after Joker War, where he's like, we can't be together anymore? Like, that's going to be bullshit. I mean, so, it's... It it marks with everything that we have talked about with like, especially with, you know, Dan Didio's era of writing comics is Batman's not allowed to be happy. He's not allowed to have a legitimate family, which they are completely contradicting here. Uh, mm -hmm. But he just can't have a girlfriend, which is really yeah. stupid. But and yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to get a whole year of Tom King's Batcat and people are probably that's probably going to sell like hotcakes. Because you're going to have a Jim Lee cover for every single issue. Yeah. You know, and then people are going to be like, oh, it's Clay Man too. So let me buy Clay Man's as well. Uh, and then you have those people that just buy all three anyways. Yep. And I'm already buying, I'm buying, I'm buying 24, no, 26 issues because of that middle one. 26 issues of this run. It's quite buying. possible. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm going to buy every issue physically. I might buy the first ones physically. Uh, and then buy the rest digitally, but I'm I'm going to be purchasing the Tom King books uh, mm. digitally, uh, just because that's what I'm doing. But when it comes soft cover, hard cover, deluxe edition, I'm buying that book. Like, oh yeah, to get it's going to be gorgeous. If if it means that there is a possibility that I can get a hardcover black and white of Clay Man, hell yeah, oh, yeah, that'll hell be yeah. that'll be fire um so yeah i don't know so catwoman i don't know I, it's it blows my mind and it, you and i've had these discussions you know i'm currently writing a book right now that you know we've talked about on this podcast if people want to remember but i'm not going to give it away anymore you can go yeah. search for it <laughs> um i'm currently writing a dc book right now no i don't have any kind of thing with dc but i just want a book ready and be like oh do you have anything i'm like yeah boom six issues right here run this story you know what i mean yeah um, because I have a lot of time on my hands. I could do whatever I want. But it blows my mind that people can't write good stories for these side characters. Like, why is it so hard? 
it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard whatsoever especially especially when you have something is that is supposed to be as big as a huge character event like the Joker war and having Batman's legitimate significant other it is it is his other side of the coin it's not just some side piece no this is yeah. a person that legitimately has years of relationship status with this character of Batman and you can't do a goddamn thing with it like yeah, i think that is four years sad. of this i think it's sad i think yeah. it's legitimately sad that you can't like she can be an asset Mm-hmm. And she is part of, I don't care what anybody says, she is a part of the Bat family. She yeah. should be included in that team up. And I yeah. think it's a big, big drop of the ball on DC to not have her be a part of that. Yeah, I think they're going to learn their lesson when when the Tom King book sells very well. Um, and then maybe they'll let him end it. Maybe, maybe they get married in that middle issue. Who knows? You know, we don't know what's going to happen because they are going to be married in that story. So yeah. they'll probably have the actual wedding at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just blows my mind because like you could easily like I don't I don't know if there's a, fan, a fascination at DC or like, oh, we just want Batman to be able to hook up with other girls. Like who gives a shit? Like I think it would be so much better if you get that call from Selena and she's like, where are you? You know, just like doing relationship type stuff with them. But see, at the same time, I don't think because even even in Scott Snyder and his new 52 run, how many times was he with multiple women? I don't think he was. He wasn't Hmm. at all. Yeah, he was not at all. Before then, how many times was he with multiple women? I stopped reading it but i do want to get back to it it was the grant morrison run mm-hmm. i think he was maybe was, i think he gets raped by talia yeah <laughs> so that's how damien's born but you don't you don't like that is something that is happening that has happened before morrison was even writing he only plays off of it so well see the thing is i think you see bruce hooking up with a lot of people in like detective or the dark knight like those other series yes you don't see it in the main title which more people gravitate towards yeah so you shouldn't be you you shouldn't have that stereotype of bruce wayne of being the billion dollar playboy when you never play it at all yeah like there was a reason why tom king decided hey i'm gonna write more with batman than i am with bruce there was a reason for it in story Mm -hmm. and here with the joker war there is a legitimate reason of tinian to write more batman than there is bruce wayne so why you know pull out this bullshit card of oh, we need the persona of the billion-dollar playboy when you literally never see it in the first place, you know? Yeah. Like, there yeah. shouldn't be a reason for it. That's a solid point. And the thing is, is I don't I don't think DC realizes how much they're missing out on the romantic audience because if you go to that Reddit Catwoman series, they love them some Batcat. And a majority of them are probably women, 
and they just want to see more of that. They just want the shipping of Batcat. That's yeah, all and, they want. And I will say this as well. Artists themselves, like I have recently, you know, quarantine has been an entirely different monster for artists. I will mm-hmm. tell you that because there has been some very naughty pictures that yes. artists have been drawing recently. And mm-hmm. some of my favorite artists have, have had a lot of fun with uh, Cloud and Tifa recently. But, <laughs> <laughs> nice. but you know, it's just like they they want to draw the risque stuff, but they legitimately play around with, with their fans saying, oh, yeah, let's draw, you know, uh, Dick Grayson with Corey uh, mm-hmm. with freaking Starfire or let's do freaking uh, Aquaman and Mira. You know, they'll do whatever. Yeah. And they love just playing around with that kind of stuff. And if they're getting paid to do it, I'm sure they'll love it even more. And yeah. for me personally, I have noticed that even in like manga, there's a mm-hmm. huge category of romance comics. Yeah. And in indie, there's not even in indie, there's not a whole lot of romance comics anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so many characters that are in a romantic relationship superman and lois green arrow and canary freaking um dick grayson and what whoever he looks at the next day um (laughs) uh freaking uh batman and catwoman like they should play along with that because you can have the great stories of like a tamasi when he was doing the whole family thing yeah or with you know canary and green arrow when they team up and they have romantic you know husband wife banter type stuff like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff we want because it shows character development it shows that okay these characters are growing with us throughout this story rather than oh you're catwoman okay i'm batman okay let's just go about our day you know yeah so yeah, so we'll see. I think King's going to give the people what they want in a nice, good relationship story. And maybe that's why they're staying away from it. But, I mean, I still don't think it's a good decision. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what DC does in the future. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to go ahead and talk about Detective Comics. Now, there was a lot of stories here, so we're just going to kind of talk about our favorite ones or ones that stood out to us. Um, but, yeah, there was a you know all-star cast here. Uh, I will say we got to see that weird Batman 39 story, which I forget what it's called. Um, fractured something. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, Fractured Dimensions. or Let me actually yeah. scroll to it right now. I'm almost there. It, it was a called... weird story. Uh, Generations uh, Fractured. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a weird story that didn't really get me excited for that book. No, it it didn't. Uh, you know, all it really did was throw Batman into the past to his older self. It's not like he was thrown into the back to the past and he was himself from the future going into the past. No, he legitimately turned into 1939 Batman. Who was who has only legitimately been Batman for a couple days, and he was confronted by Kamandi, who was sent to the past by Booster Gold. Mm -hmm. That was a big part of that of that whole thing, 
and it ends with them going into a teleportation uh, device and leaving. And you see at the very end, it says on the uh, newspaper, it says war Hitler. uh, What does it say? It says Hitler uh, takes Poland. So like, yeah, you can tell what time they're in and God, it's been so long since I've done any type of history class. Did, yeah. did Hitler ever take Poland or is it because, so. okay. Cause I was like, Oh shit. Did that legitimately happen? Or did they accidentally? Well, I think mess that up was like the big like turning point in the war. Wasn't it? Yeah. Not like when he, they really started taking over. I could be wrong. We could be butchering this. We're not yeah. science. I mean, it, history it, major. It's like I said, it's been a long time since I've taken a history class. Yeah. Um, so the one thing I noticed, I just literally, cause I'm looking through the book right now is the Grant Morrison story. I didn't notice that the Batman that shows up at the end of that story is the it's, 1939 Batman. Is the purple gloves. Yeah. And he kills somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So we had this discussion last podcast talking about how this new Batman might be the killing type and he does it in this freaking story so he 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 kicks somebody into a vat of waste so you're like oh it's the joker no it's not and you can clearly yeah. say that it's not mm-hmm. and batman says at the end a fitting end for his kind and you're like oh damn like he straight up yeah. murdered that dude yeah so uh, that story was pretty interesting because it was about another vigilante trying to be a vigilante and he sees how badass Batman is. and He's like, all right, well, I don't need to do this. Um, so that was interesting. Tom King had a story in here, which I told this to Clay, actually, to be honest, reading all of these stories, there wasn't one that I was just like, wow, like that was such a good story. You know, somebody asked today, uh, they tagged me in a post asking, which did I like better? Did I like Detective 1000 or did I like Detective 1027? Now, with you saying that, you're you're right. You know, there wasn't Mm -hmm. a story that was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Yeah, And because of that, I think I liked Detective 1000 more. Oh, 1000, I can already tell you. The Snyder story was great. The mm-hmm. King story was solid. Um, the Kevin Smith story was amazing. Yes. And you know what? It had the best Bendis Batman story that he's done. And I'll tell you this, Bendis' story here, not no. great. So, no. like, um, so yeah, I would say 1000 was way better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so King's King's story was interesting. I wasn't a big fan of the art. I mean, it was okay, um, but it was a it was a Walt Simonson, and this was like King's like one of his dream artists to work with. Uh, it's on a podcast that he's talked about because I just recently listened to it again. He said he wanted to do a Doctor Phosphorus. The only way that that artist would work with King is if he did a Doctor Phosphorus story. And the cool thing about this story is it's this villain saying, like, I'm the one that killed the Batman. I will be the one that kills the Batman. And you will know. Because he's he's a radiation character. So yeah. you would think radiation, he's, Batman's going to end up getting cancer from this or something like that. Uh, which is a very interesting thing to think about. And I was like, um, and then so we have them, you know, there's just this big battle. And this guy's just talking about how he will be the one to beat the Batman. And he almost dies. Like, he gets thrown into a river and batman ends up saving him yeah and he's like why are you doing this he's like because yes you're gonna kill me you will be the one that you know he's he's feeding into his ego he's like yes you will be the one that kills me but you're gonna live out the rest of your days knowing i'm the one that saved you 
because there is somebody out there that cares. There is somebody out there that basically wants you to get better. And everybody forgets that about Batman. Everybody always forgets that he is this guy that the reason why he doesn't kill is because he believes people can change. He hopes people can change. Yeah, if if there is a legitimate sign that all the all like all Batman had to do was get Bruce Wayne to give this person a job, yeah. he'll do it. Like and we've mm-hmm. seen that before. We've seen that yeah. in multiple runs of Batman where you see some random goon say, "Well, what else am I supposed to do? Batman Gotham has taken everything from me, blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, he has a job at Wayne Enterprises and he's making freaking a very nice salary and he's getting his family all together. You know? Yeah. We, we, we've seen that stuff before. And I do love the fact that Tom King uh, did that in this story in the sense of showing that he's not just there to beat the crap out of people and, you know, he, he, yes, he's fighting for justice, but he's fighting for them. He's fighting for the people who are legitimately causing the trouble, you know? Yeah. And here also, uh, I think it's very moving for the fact that, you know, the subject matter of this story is cancer. And he did write this story for, uh, Denny O'Neill. Denny O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Who of course died, uh, just here recently due to cancer. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, Denny, for, and we talked about it on the podcast, he was actually supposed to be the one that wrote Annual 3, which was one that Tom Taylor ended up doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Tom was a really big fan of him. And for those of you that don't know, Denny was a cornerstone of revamping Batman after, like, the 60s era. Yeah, he so, was He was the, uh, the co-creator of Ra's al Ghul and, like, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different characters in the Batman mythos. So he was a huge cornerstone for DC for sure. Yeah. Um, what other... Well, I, I will say one story that we both were very surprised, excuse me, at was... Uh, 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 Kelly Sue story with yeah. John Romita Jr. Yeah. Uh, you know, this whole story is about how there is this, uh, what would you say, mobster? Uh, A corrupt uh, CEO. Yeah, corrupt businessman, basically. Um, and he makes this whole big deal about how people come to me. Yeah, like pe- like I don't do anything for people. People do things for me. It's kind of like Kingpin is what yeah, he's trying to. Yeah, be. it's it's very much that kind of vibe. And he invites Bruce to play a game of golf, like dead at night while it's raining, and Lightning, thunderstorm. Yes, and Bruce has some sort of technology that has this like hovering umbrella that goes up above him so he's like not even getting wet and the guy kind of makes that comment like oh you're just some billionaire who's not even you know able to get his feet wet you know doing blah 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 Mm. and during this whole because that this guy is just trying to like hype himself up like trying to make him look and gloat over like who he is as a man yeah and try to to be an alpha yeah he's definitely trying to be an alpha here and during this time you see uh, what is most likely a flashback because, of course, we know that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. We see yeah. Batman 
uh hit this like warehouse or this mm-hmm. the safe house of some sort with all these uh bad guys these goons and i told you that there was this point where i legitimately might like john ramita's art <laughs> yeah and i said i couldn't tell if it was this part where uh batman clotheslines this guy that shoots him in the head mm-hmm. or when he has him by the shirt and then i looked at the panel where he is clotheslining him and then I realized that there is no bones in one of Batman's legs. Like he, it is legit, just like <laughs> jelly. And so I was like, "Nope, not that panel." <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Oh my so god. There is this panel where Batman is holding this guy's shirt, and for John Romita Jr., Batman does look pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that his cowl very much represents something of like the uh, Catman, so it's a little bit lower, uh, cl- yeah. closer to his mouth. It does look pretty cool here, uh, but he is capturing dirty cops in mm-hmm. this warehouse as well, and uh, he says, uh, "You know, Batman's like you swore an oath. You know, like why are you working on the force?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I broke a peak you promised once too." So what are you going to do like mm-hmm. about it or whatever? And uh, basically this this guy uh, who is uh, playing golf with uh, with Bruce eventually is just like, well, what are you going to do? Like you're, you're just some small billionaire guy. Like, are you going to give me what I want or not? Yeah. And Bruce says, uh, well, actually. And you notice that he is recording in this earpiece, which I will say this. Bruce Wayne is a hell of a guy to be able Mm -hmm. to convince the GCPD to work undercover all the time because we've seen this before. Now, it wasn't the digital first, but he did work again undercover with GCPD. And I'm just like, how realistic can that really be? Like, putting a billionaire into a scenario like this. I say that, but then I just remembered that there was an actress from Riverdale who's been working with the FBI for uh, uh freaking uh, child sex trafficking. Like she mm-hmm. like legitimately like saved lives. And I'm just like, Oh shit. So that maybe it can work. Maybe it can work. Yeah. Actors do some crazy shit. Wasn't it that one chick from heroes was like, out in the ocean trying to save the whales or some shit a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. I like, yeah, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. She got like arrested or some shit, too. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, basically, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just read the dialogue here. Uh, the guy says, you're a fool. Men like you and me, we don't have to play by the rules. And Bruce says, maybe so. But who are we if we don't? And so the guy just starts running. And Bruce mm-hmm. legitimately just grabs his freaking golf club and just chunks it and gets him tripped up in the capture room. Uh, and it was it was a pretty good like I now from what Kelly Sue DeConnick said, I don't think this matches up very well because she said that this was going to be a story about time management. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that at all in this story. Yeah, I wonder if she wrote a time management story and they're like, we can't print this shit. Like, nobody <laughs> fucking cares. You know what I mean? Like, that would be interesting. Oh, but man, that would be great. 
I was surprised by this. Like I was, I genuinely read it. A gram I didn't really like the art that much, but I knew that this was Kelly Sue's, and I was like, oh god. I was like, is this going to be super preachy? But she surprised me, and I was like, this is a good Batman story because this is what Batman would do. And you know, she got to, she still got to kind of play her thing of showing how billionaires are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's kind of what we've heard. She said she doesn't like Batman because of you know she doesn't think good billionaires exist uh-huh um granted this is a fucking comic book world so we can make a good billionaire um but still uh she just doesn't like it but i was very surprised with hers and again like i think this was what 27 was or what 10 27 was was just a bunch of random stories that didn't really stand out but were good uh the one i actually it was so weird but i kind of enjoyed it was the Odyssey one where the ship uh sank? Oh, the uh the Marv Wolfman. Yeah. The one that's right after this. Yes. Uh, now I will say I got heavy, heavy Indiana Jones vibes on this. Really? I don't know why, but I just got like Indiana Jones or like James Bond type mm-hmm. of vibes off of this. Uh, but the end kind of felt like the ending of like a Scooby Doo episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'll give you that. Yeah, the 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 last page or two very much felt like a the end of a Scooby Doo episode. But overall, uh, Marv Wolfman still has it. Like, yeah. I would love for Marv Wolfman. You know, I think it was two years ago, and I need to I need to read that story again because it was really good. Uh, Marv Wolfman wrote a 100 page superman story i think it was something oh i never read that but i own it oh it's so good yeah it's so good it's it has bas- like grass on the cover right or something yeah like that. yeah it's it's yeah. it's basically like if you look at it it it's like a cornfield or something cornfield-esque like walkway mm-hmm. and then it like meets the like the city limits and so you see the daily planet and then the superman s is right there yeah. that's the cover it's awesome because it's like it's almost like a uh, a revisioned like introduction to Superman. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to write a 100 page that is inspired by kind of that kind of story and do it with Batman. Because mm-hmm. as old as the guy is, and I'm just going to knock on wood here, uh, he is still a great writer. He has done. Uh, some pretty good episodes on Flash. Uh, he was actually he did a cameo on the crossover uh, this past year. Um, he legitimately tried to save the Cyborg series when that was still a thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he still he still got it, and I think that he can write. I think you give him a maxi series, give him a twelve issue maxi series of any character. I think he could pull it off. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's nice to know that these older writers still have it. Like we saw John Carpenter last mm-hmm. year, like fucking oh, blew still, our mind. It's still one of the greatest yeah. freaking Joker stories ever. It's, it's He's amazing. got a gun. Yeah. The dog's got a gun. <laughs> like it had comedy and it had like brutal Joker. Like it was amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that story because I love when people go into the Wayne family and how far it goes back. Because a lot of people think that Bruce just gets all his money from his parents. And that's not the case. Like he is, he's basically a Rockefeller. 
He's like from his, old money. Yeah, he is. He is what you call wealthy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are rich, but they ain't wealthy. Yeah, and um, you know that's why he's able to get all his money, and he's he never really has to worry because it's like his parents invented electricity or his family invented electricity. So mm-hmm. they're always going to get royalties or whatever. You know what I mean? However that works. Um, so yeah, that's what I've always enjoyed because it goes back to showing it, it's this nice idea that the Waynes have always tried to be good people because that's what happens in that story. Like these amazing, these, it was like, I, I believe the story was Jews were trying to escape uh, Germany and stuff like that, or Europe. And they mm-hmm. had all this art, and it was going to be on this. Basically, the Titanic is what it was. Mm-hmm. It was going to be this Titanic thing. And um, what happens is, I believe Thomas Wayne is being born at this time, so he leaves. He's like, "I'm getting on my helicopter and I'm taking off." And then uh, the the whole the ship sinks, and so um, you know this the grandfather Wayne has set up expeditions since the end of, or since that happened to try to find this art again. Cause he felt so bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's how this story starts. And uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting, which it does kind of lead to like a maybe kind of treasure map kind of story in the future. Yeah. Which is which... why, like I say, it kind of gives me that Indiana Jones vibe of yeah. like, Oh, you know, we, here's this expedition that we have to go on and, you know, there's a treasure map and we can finally find like, you know, the hidden art and all this stuff. And cause the, where it takes place after that is the fact that like this, I guess pretty big podcast, because I don't mm-hmm. think any podcast could get Bruce Wayne on, you know, on their show. Yeah. Uh, convinces him to, you know, legitimately try to find, the uh find the art again because finally after all these years they finally seem to have found something at the bottom of the area that they have always been searching for yeah so uh you know 24 hours later after that podcast they're all on a boat and they're about to go down you know they're all on their scuba gear but bruce is like hey you know what i'm actually a little sick i'd don't think I'm going to make it down down there. You guys go find the art, you know, show me what you have when you get back. And all these people go down, they find the ship and they're like, okay, well, you know, let's look here. You guys go there. And they find out that all of the passengers were locked in this random room. And they're like, well, if they were locked in this random room, this is clearly not a room that would be, uh, secured for evacuation so they yeah. must have been forced in here and that's when a random person starts attacking them that was on their yeah. team yeah. we find out later because one thing that I, I always love in in these types of old school stories is they're out in the middle of nowhere right they're out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere this guy is getting on a boat that he has already been on before and all of a sudden Batman's there like yeah. what in the world but Batman yeah. is there punch the punching the crap out of him. And uh, Batman is actually the one that gets saved by the host of the podcast. Yeah. And he does uh, end up helping arrest the guy uh, that was a part of this like menacing team that had already uh, possibly taken the treasure. But he had mm-hmm. the map. And we find out there's a little bit of a flashback showing that Bruce was looking around the ship and he saw that one of their crew members had 
their clothes taken. So there was an imposter, and that's why he changed into Batman, yeah. was able to save the day, basically. But like you said, it does leave the door open for quite possibly a small little side story, which I think I would yeah. be okay with following. Like, Yeah, one shot, yeah. something like that. Um, but as we know from the detective stories, they you usually get these small, cool stories, and they amount to nothing, um, a la Scott Snyder's. Um, which I still think would be amazing. You know, I know we talk shit about Scott Snyder a lot, but that detective story was awesome. I'm telling you, if they were to revamp the detective comics title and they just Mm. make it that and just finishing those cold cases, that would be a legitimate detective comic. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of detective stuff happening in these stories, by the way. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Do you want to just talk about the last issue? you know, the one that was done by uh, Mora. Yeah, you know, uh, Mariko Tamaki. And actually, if you want to hit that up, I'm actually going to do a little bit of research to see if Tamaki is taking over for Tamaki, because okay. that was one thing that we had to question. Yeah. So um, this, this is the last issue in The Detective, and it's drawn by Dan Mora. If you guys don't know who Dan Mora is, he does a lot of the Power Ranger stuff right now. He is he's doing a lot of the Batman Beyond covers as yes. well right now that are pretty amazing and uh, he does this issue of of you know this story and his bruce wayne looks amazing and his batman looks amazing his colors are really good um which is that's not he's not doing the colors but um just with his art the colors look amazing and this is happening during joker war which is kind of weird um you know that is taking place during joker war because we're going to find out here in a little bit when we talk about Batman 99. Batman's been pretty fucked up. So, like, I don't know when this story is supposed to be taking place. And it doesn't seem as crazy as the Joker War is right now. And um, what we end up seeing is Batman's, like, jumping through rooftops and stuff like that. And he's talking about how, like, um, like right here he says, no person or hero of the system is infallible. Uh, so said Lucius Fox, and he's talking to Lucius. We see some cops, um, you know, just going through the Joker War, and we see like Batman jumping through roof. Basically, this whole thing is Batman jumping through rooftops, and he's trying to get to a building, and he's trying to see what happens with the building. Now he ends up getting confronted by a couple of cops, and these cops go into this building, and Batman's like, "Don't do it," and uh, they set off some traps, and one of them just gets lit up and um pretty much dies i think i think he's gonna be dead Mm -hmm. the other cop sees this and it's batman saving his life batman saves the other cop's life but the cop thinks batman is the one that set off this explosive you know possibly killing his friend so this is the way this ends it it ends with what's called the black book case we see that batman's looking at this file he's in a rundown motel and it's just showing him with this, whatever the black book case is. And it says the mystery, the mystery of the black book case book continues in the pages of detective comics. Uh, the Joker war rages on in the new issues of Batman. Now, the interesting thing here is we've had plenty of stories where the cops hate Batman. It seems like that's where this is going. Um, but to hear that it's being continued in the pages of detective is curious because Tomasi did not write that. So, did you get any information? Tomasi is still writing Detective in December. 
Okay. Now, I will say the officer that is surviving here in this issue, he is the one that is heading this new campaign to get rid of the vigilantes in Gotham. Oh, because that's what the solicits are basically stating that there's going to be this like new campaign to basically get rid of Batman. Mm-hmm. So one thing I also noticed that I questioned when I first read it and I'm, I'm looking at it now and I think I know the reason why, but Lucius is wearing a mask. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what is up with all this COVID stuff in this book? But <laughs> I think that he is still recovering from joker and he might still be smiling yeah it's possible which would be creepy as fuck if he ever pulls it down and he's like talking normal but he can't get rid of the smile that would be weird that would be insane yeah um so yeah the, the weird thing was is this was during joker war and it seemed pretty calm for what we've seen in joker war so I don't know if this is just post Joker war and we're starting to see like it calm down, but there's still some clowns running around that Batman needs to take out every once in a while. Um, but I mean, we will be finding out in two weeks when it comes to the next Batman and where, you know, the Joker war will end or maybe it won't because apparently clown hunter is still there. So we'll see, <laughs> but we're going to jump over to Batman 99. Do you want to head this off? Because <laughs> you didn't finish reading it. I did not. My exact quote to you, when I got halfway done with this book, was, let's see here. I'm looking at it now. I said, man, where is it? I guess it would be, I basically, I think I said fuck Tinian. I think that was, you had a fuck Snyder tweet with uh, with Death Metal, and now I have had a fuck Tinian tweet or, or, or text. Yeah, yeah, I said fuck Tinian, and you're like, uh, I assume we are reading the books already? And I yeah. said, yes. Um, so, this book, it's the very first cover, says... The Joker War Part 5, Batman 99, Nightwing, the first Robin, the final ally. Mm-hmm. And you see this awesome picture by George, by George Jimenez on the cover. Awesome. I've seen, you know, he did a like red and black variant of this. It looked legit. Mm-hmm. I love the cover. This story is bullshit. <laughs> We have Joker doing this little bit of a monologue in the very beginning, which after a while doesn't really bother me. I did feel like in the beginning after I read it the first time that it might be too much talking on Joker's part, but I can Mm -hmm. see how that is still part of his character. You know, he has this like Jokerized limousine and uh, we see again, clown hunter killing clowns, throwing clowns off the roof or whatever. Uh, or a roof. And then we see Batman and the Bat family, which includes Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Orphan, Spoiler, Red Robin, Signal, Dick Grayson, and Red Hood. Yeah. And, you know, 
Batman gives the rundown of what's going on in Gotham, how they've already saved Lucius. You know, there's a editor's note about Detective Comics uh, 1025. And, you know, they make this comment about uh, Dick Grayson. And he's like, oh, by the way, I think you might need a change of clothes. I grabbed this from one of the micro caves in the Wayne Enterprise. And legit, Batman pulls out of his cape an entire briefcase. Yeah. How? Yeah, I don't know. And even before that, you see him, like, wisp around because, like, clowns are already starting to attack them. Like, Mm -hmm. there is nothing stiff about him. There was no briefcase before, and then it magically just appeared. And then you, you see... Dick Grayson say Bruce he says it's good to have you back you too and then nothing and that is when I closed the damn book and said <laughs> fuck you Tinian because the biggest thing that Jim Lee and Tinian said is that Nightwing will return in Batman in the Batman title and mm-hmm. I told you last episode that if Bat- if if Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing in a Batman title, how shitty it would be because I think he is grown enough to be his own character and he deserves to have that in his book, which I am glad that that's going to clearly going to happen. That's clearly going to happen. But this is some cash grab bullshit to have the title of the book be Nightwing, the first Robin final ally. And you do nothing with the Nightwing character. Yeah. Nothing whatsoever. Total bullshit. And I said, you know what, Tinian? I'm done. I'm Yeah. I, this is stupid. So after that, after those pages, uh, we actually get a one page uh, of Catwoman, Riddler, and Penguin looking outside the building that we already talked about in that issue. So at least he had her in here. Will she be in 100? I have no idea. Um, But we'll see. Because in Catwoman, it seems like she just gives the money to Luke and she's gone. So I don't know how they're going to explain that. After that, uh, Batman swoops into Ace Chemicals. And he is going to confront Joker because he knows that's where Joker is. And he told the rest of the Bat family, you know, you go here, you go there, you go there, blah, blah. I'm going to Ace Chemicals to get Joker. And this was interesting, and I like this. And it was Harley Quinn shooting Batman. She shoots him, she grazes him. And he's like, what the hell are you doing, Quinn? And she's like, I'm here to end it. I'm here to do what you won't do. And there's like this cool image of Bruce, like holding her by the like collar, basically. And she's like, it's not good enough. Not anymore. I should have I should have let the toxin do its job. I thought you pulled your head out of your ass um, and seen what needed to be done. So Quinn is basically saying, I thought you know that you should kill Joker already. We as Batman fans know that Batman's not going to do that. But she's like, she's over it. She's done. And he's like, that's not going to happen. And she, they come to this agreement, basically, where Quinn is saying, she's like, look, I, if I think he's going to kill you, I'm going to take my shot. And if I think you're not going to be able to end this, I'm also going to take my shot. So she's basically saying she's going to watch Batman's back, 
but um, she's there to kill Joker. And so she lets Bruce go into this thing to go into Ace Chemicals. And this is what I didn't like. Because it was very typical. And a lot of people would be like, oh, that's so Joker. Of course Joker would do that. And yes, Joker would do that. But I don't think it was necessary here. Uh, he walks into Ace Chemicals. And who's there? Alfred. Are a you zombified fucking kidding Alfred. me? Yeah. Now, the only reason why I say this and why I'm legitimately shocked about this is because legit, I did not finish this book. But mm -hmm. I've had a conversation about it on Twitter already because I was tagged in it. And uh, somebody asked, like, oh, well, what would you rate this? And I would give this book a four, like out of ten. Four out of ten mm -hmm. for me. And a friend of mine said, oh, well, I haven't read it yet, but I really hope Alfred's not in it as much as he's been. Mm -hmm. and to know that alfred is still technically in this book yeah is so stupid it's something that is all like it's it's already been played out like yeah. legit this exact scene of him walking towards him and then his neck snapping to the point of like dripping over like mm -hmm. i shouldn't be surprised by this at all because i've legit seen those same two panels three times already i mean technically his neck shouldn't be straight anyways because he died of a broken neck true so i don't know how it's straight anyways but anyways so batman's like no no this isn't real and you get a page turn and it's joker in the futurized bat suit that we saw earlier that's super bright blue and he's of course wrote haha on it he's drawn a joker smile and he's all like uh you know you're not ready for this um so this Bat suit Joker is 100% stolen from Hot Toys. If you guys do not know what Hot Toys is, they're a company that makes a really amazing dolls, is what I would say, because they use like real hair and stuff like that, or they use hair. Or they whatever. are action figures. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but they're dolls. They're, um, they're treated more as statues, to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah. But you're, they can be like very posable and stuff like yes. that. Uh, unlike some of the badass statues you can buy for like a thousand dollars that don't really move you can just swap out their heads and stuff but anyways mm -hmm. there was a jared leto joker bat batman if I, it's leto right or is yes, it was it, yeah. Leto. yeah yeah and um they might i think they also did a heat ledger one too i could be wrong um or somebody might have did a custom one of that i think they did um, a custom one of that one. yeah so anyways, so this is totally that suit, like with just some variations. And uh, it's Joker in a bat suit pointing a gun at Batman. And it says next 100 punches, 100 laughs, 100 deadly moments. Next month, Joker War reaches its bloody conclusion in Batman. Um, we assume that Joker's going to die. They set up Harley Quinn possibly taking a shot. Uh, they're in Ace Chemicals. More than likely, Harley's going to shoot Joker and he's going to fall into a pit. And that's how this is going to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I am calling it now that that's probably what's going to happen. Because if Tinian has the audacity to have Bruce kill Joker... I will say he is the worst fucking Batman writer. 
because, and that's right up there with how Scott Snyder's been writing right now, and I've read freaking Neil Adams' Odyssey. So, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. If he has the audacity to have Bruce kill, and that's the reason why Bruce steps away, like, I can't be Batman anymore because I killed. I took a life. Bullshit. 100% bullshit. If that were to happen, I don't think he is I, that ridiculous. I I mean, unless they've been able to really fake out these solicitations for both Detective and Batman, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the route they'll go. No, cuz he is we've seen the we've seen the covers for 104. So yeah. Batman is still going to be there. So I don't think he kills anybody. But that also might mean that Harley doesn't kill anybody cuz why would Batman keep working with her? So she's obviously going to be a big part of this story. Going now, forward. do you think that that's going to be bullshit if she does kill Joker and Batman's like, you're my best friend now. Can you be my oh, yeah. Robin? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be bullshit if Catwoman's not in issue 100. Yeah. And why isn't she working with Bruce? And why is it Harley Quinn? Is she going to be like, I just got to find myself or I got to go back to my roots. What the fuck is she going to do? Like, Tinian is going to have Batman and Harley do it. Bang it out. Yeah. And he, and she's going to be his new boo thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to beat Sean Murphy to the punch. So, Oof. yeah. Yeah, I don't know where Tinian's going with this. Uh you we didn't talk about it. The stuff from Fandom. Yeah. So. Um the quote that I sent you for this whole thing was uh, Tinian said, and I quote on the fandom interview for Joker War, these characters are built to stay and last. We are setting the gr- groundwork for not only stories this year, but all of next year. Tinian had said for the characters that he has created in this run, that being Punchline, that being uh, Clown Hunter, and that being Ghostmaker. Now, we are not okay with this because mm-hmm. Clown Hunter so far has been a non-character. Yep. Uh, he's supposed to be ominous and a killer, and it's just like, okay, you're just there. Cool. Uh, Ghostmaker has not made his appearance yet, but he is Batman's oldest rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've made uh, assumptions that they could be playing off of the uh, Batman the Animated Series episode that I'd recently just watched mm-hmm. that was he was a student from when he was training back in the day yeah. uh, uh, in the same dojo or wherever he was. I can't remember under who. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there is Punchline. We do know that she is having a one shot in November. And I still think that if Joker dies, there is a big possibility that you know, the aftermath of the Joker war is because punchline is the real villain of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see that happening. Also, he punked her out in the last episode. So like she can't be the new Joker. Oh, that was just to, to, to screw with everybody. Like the, the real villain needs to be faked out and then come up on top at the very end. No, no, that, I, 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 you question it, but no, I, it, it's not going to be punchline. It, that would be so terrible. If, if punchline is the villain, that means Batman's going to kill somebody. 
Like that's how <laughs> stupid it is. Um, so we'll see. I think Punchline, I've said this at the start of his run. I think Punchline is the only thing that people will remember from Tinian's run. That's it. I think so. Yeah. Now, and, I will say there might very, very, uh, I'm, I'm saying that very lightly, there might be a Joker Batman action figure after this. But other than that, probably probably um and and i don't i don't give a shit about merchandise like make all the merchandise you want um but as far as stories goes yes yeah story-wise this is not great you know i was so like on thursday i was at work having a just a boring day because it's always boring and then when i heard tom king's story was coming on december 1st i was like Like, because I love me some good Batman stories. Now, I'm going back and actually utilizing my DC Universe app right now and reading Paul Dini's run called Streets of Gotham. Now, that's not Bruce Wayne in it. It's freaking Dick Grayson, from what I've read. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's nice to go back and read old stuff. Um, But, yeah, I I just don't think Tinian's run has been good. I'm not a fan of it. And... Yeah, I just don't know what where they're going with this. Uh, and I, I've even said this. I told it to the people at my comic shop. I've told it to Clay. If I ever get the chance to write Batman, I will kill Clown Hunter. You can come back to this episode, Batman News Weekly number 58. If you ever see me writing my run of Batman, and I hopefully get to have a long run, I will kill Clown Hunter. Promise me that. Promise you that. Um, because I told Clay that, like, dude, like, nobody makes characters anymore for you to genuinely fall in love with them and then rip your heart out. Um, we know that is a trope of Tom Taylor, but Tom Taylor has done it so much now that you just expect it. You just know that he's going to kill somebody. And I think that Clown Hunter had a really good, like, chance to be, again... Tinian had a bunch of characters that had great chances to be something. Oh, yeah. The designer could have been something. Clown Hunter could have been something. That was such a waste of a character. Exactly. And we never found out more about the guy that was the detective that fought uh, the designer. He was just, I'm going to teach you to lose. And we never (laughs) saw anything again after that. Your face when you said that. Like... (laughs) It's so stupid. Like, I just oh, can't, man. like, he, like, he leaves so many loose ends out there. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, what the hell? You should end that story. How does Bruce learn to lose? You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to throw that out there? And how did that and, guy die? Yeah. How did the designer die? Was it Because what, did the Joker really kill him? Is yeah. the Joker holding his body this whole time? Like. You know, he's fucking Scott Snyder in it where it's like, oh, yeah, Perpetua got everybody. Now we're in this Game of Thrones world. Yay. Like, you just want the fans to fill in the gaps. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's stupid. And I the Clown Hunter could have been this character that was killing people over and over in every issue. And then, like, just if you would have ended 99 with the clown hunter outside of the Joker's tower or outside of Ace Chemicals with his like bloody bat with the battering on it, that would have been so epic. And he's like, I'm here to end this. 
Like, that would have been awesome. Instead of Batman showing up to Ace Chemicals, it's Clown Hunter. And then Clown Hunter goes in there to fight Joker. Maybe you let him get one up on Joker. Maybe he even stabs Joker. And you're just like, oh, shit. And then Joker's like, my turn. And he kills him. Maybe as Batman shows up, he kills this kid. And you're just like, oh. And Bruce is like, no. And then he, like, starts fighting the Joker. That's good storytelling, ladies and gentlemen. You're learning it right here. But no, we got this fucking bullshit that's happening. And it's just like, we're going to get Clown Hunter versus oh Ghost Maker versus Polly Pocket. Yeah, because the, there, the there is this this cover that they've already shown that Ghost Maker is going to be fighting Clown Hunter. Yeah. And it's like, why? for what reason? Because yeah. if, if he is the oldest rival of Batman, why does he have any interest in Clown Hunter? Yeah. You know, I just don't know what's okay. So here, here it is. Um, Cause I, I, you got, I tried to give the benefit of the doubt and I guess this is the connection they want you to make. Let's not forget that Joker or punchline told Joker, do you want me to take care of this kid? And he was like, yeah, send somebody or send somebody to go beat him. Did he literally call this ghost maker guy to come kill clown hunter? That's bullshit. No. It would be stupid if it's it, Batman's that, oldest rival to come kill this kid. No, because at that point, it's Joker's ego saying, I'm his oldest rival. I am the one that Batman cares about, not this ghost, whoever the fuck he is. Yeah. You know? I and if know. that is so, I would call Tinian the worst Batman writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't get where it's going. Um, but what it's like the story that never ends man like yeah, knowing well that's the thing though right we we had this conversation you and i and we can bring it up right now is we learned that tinian has a lot of influence from manga yeah. for this and we talked about how american comics going to anime works but anime going to american comics doesn't really work no because we don't here in america we're very snooty and if we think something's stupid, it's stupid. Whereas in yeah. Japan, you can do the most outlandish shit in the shows and people love it. It's so fucking amazing. Of course, it has to be tasteful for the context that you put it in, for sure. Mm. You know, I've recently been reading a lot of manga recently. And there's some jokes that I'm just like, I roll my eyes at, but it's tasteful for the series. Yeah. And with this, like... You know, like I said, you know, uh, a freaking Jimenez did a black and red variant on his mm -hmm. Instagram and Twitter of this cover of this issue. And it looked awesome. And I actually tweeted it out with a picture of like Roroni Kenshin with like the mm -hmm. same circle, red circle next, like behind the character. And I said, this is how, you know, Jimenez is so influenced by this type of art. And it shows and it's awesome. I, I love that he is influenced by the type of art because you can do really cool things with a character that is very much influenced by ninjas and, mm. you know, that type of fighting. It, it works well, you know, yeah. but when you try to because like Tinian said in that article or in, in the video is that he is very much influenced by anime not necessarily mm -hmm. manga, but anime. And so when you try to push that, because 
you can watch the Batman Ninja. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic is cool. The story is a little silly. Yeah, it's very anime. It's very, very anime, and it doesn't necessarily work out all that well. Now, I will say, if you go back to the days where Wolverine, X-Men, and Blade had an anime, Mm -hmm. those, for some reason, work. And the reason why is because those characters work in that kind of storytelling. Yeah. And it's it's just Batman doesn't work like that. Batman shouldn't work like that. I have mm-hmm. a Batman and the Justice League manga that they released two years ago, I think. Two years ago or a year ago. It is the most cringy thing to, to read. <laughs> yeah. Now, the main character is from Japan, so there's a reason why, there, why it's an actual manga. Mm-hmm. All of her parts, awesome. It works very well for the book. But when like when I am trying to picture and hear Mark Hamill's voice out of a pretty boy Joker, because that's oh, what yeah. they like to do in, in mangas and anime, it's horrible. It's just like, no, does not work whatsoever. So yeah. I just think that they probably went about this story in the wrong direction, you know? Yeah. Um it it's it's very interesting to see where they're going to go from here. Um, you know, to give Tinian the benefit of the doubt, he was, as we said at the start of this, the safe pick. There were rumors that we were going to get Bendis, which, oh my God, I didn't think there could be something worse Ooh, than Tinian right now, but that would have been it. Um, and granted, I like as much as I'm shitting on Tinian for this Batman run, the reason why I'm so disappointed is because he's written good shit in the past. Yes. And I don't know what happened. It's just like Snyder. I don't know what's happening with metal when he's wrote good shit in the past. And that's our biggest thing. We're not here to just shit on people. It's like we had high expectations for these writers and they're not delivering. And that's why we're so harsh on them. Yeah. Um, And not saying that they can't write something amazing in the future. They're both going to the indies right now. I'd be interested to see what Tinian's doing in the indies. Maybe I'll give that first issue a, a, a read because I enjoyed the first issue of Undiscovered Country. So, yeah. you know, um, but it's just when you're when you're messing with my favorite character and you're not giving me a good story <laughs> after because I think, you know, no matter whether people like Tom King or not, I think his series following Scott Snyder's greatness was a good compliment. Like, okay, this was a different story and it was solid. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I haven't read all of Grant Morrison stuff, but I'm pretty sure Snyder going from Morrison was also really good because Snyder was so in love with Morrison stuff as well. Yeah. So I think we've had solid stuff, but this one just like to just shit on everything that Tom King has done, basically, I'm just not for it. I'm like, dude, I had four years of Batcat and you're ruining it in fucking seven issues or whatever it was like, it just blew my mind. And uh, I think that's why I'm just not on board with it. And I just, December 1st cannot come fast enough. I know for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. I did want to say, uh, I was just, I quickly looked onto Twitter. Uh, there's this handle that is called Robert Pattinson online. It says new photos of Robert Pattinson and Suki waterhouse are in London today. That was 16 hours ago. Mm-hmm. And they have Suzuki Waterhouse, his girlfriend have, or something. I guess because there's a picture of them just like, like kind of just sitting on a bench 
with their masks like on their chin and the mm. very next picture next to it is them making out mm. so cool. so maybe he feels better and they're just like all right let's start filming if he doesn't, he just gave her Corona. So, <laughs> so, you know, this is oh why, uh, you know, he's not Batman in real life because real Batman would real. not do this. He would stay in uh, quarantine for 14 days. Yes. And he'd wear his mask. Um, but uh, yeah, so maybe he is good enough. Although I that new Netflix movie he's in looks like it has an all star cast. Yeah, like, there's a lot of good people in that movie, and I'm like, damn, I want to watch it now. Um, is it out already? Um, I have no clue. I kind of saw it for a second. It was trending. I'll have to double check. Yeah, but uh, it looks like it has an all star cast, and I definitely want to check it out because you know I I saw um High Life or whatever he was that movie was called. Uh, we just saw him in Tenant. We thought he stole the show. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what he does. I, I want to see more of his it stuff. It is. I just opened the app on my phone and that's the very first thing that's there and it says play. What's the runtime? Um runtime is Ooh, I got the burps. Two hours and eighteen minutes. So if you want to stay okay. up until four thirty right now, you can no, definitely watch but it. <laughs> I probably won't be doing anything at work. I could probably just watch it there. That uh, is true. Yeah. So but we gave you a jam-packed episode today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed our ranting about just the terrible things in comics. But, you know, we got we see the light at the end of the tunnel. 2020 will be ending, but it looks like December is fucking delivering some good Christmas gifts for us. Fuck so yeah. uh, we're uh, super excited about that. Um, but yeah, Clay, you got anything you got to promote? Uh, yes, I'm going to have a Saturday show on my Fanboy Comics podcast. Of course, it's going to be a Shonen Jump show. And I will say I am doing a full catch-up, so it is going to be a very long episode. Probably mm. going to be as long as this, if not a little bit longer. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, and you do that by yourself? Right? Yep. Oof. Yep. Damn. Yep. Uh, that's insane. Uh, of course, you guys can check me out on my Juice Reacts channel. Um and twitch come by twitch we appreciate you guys coming by that was fun i think i will be streaming friday night will be the next stream and then most likely monday after that so definitely come by and hang out on the stream just go hit that follow button turn on notifications you should get notified when i go live and just come hang out ask us questions if you have something to talk about on the podcast we'd love to answer your questions there clay usually stops by so um definitely come hang out uh, but that's it. Also, go follow my TikTok because I post stupid shit there. Uh, but that's going to be it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!